Hey, it's Amber Smith. Welcome to the Conscious Coach Podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you're listening to this, and welcome back to the Conscious Coach Podcast. I am your host, Amber Smith, and I am very happy that you're here. If this is your first episode with me, welcome. I'm really excited that you're here. If you've been with me for a while, welcome back. I'm glad we're having a conversation again. I'm feeling good today, and I'm excited for this conversation. It's something that I haven't articulated this way before. I'm excited to talk about the three identities that I'm going to be discussing and how I coach each of the three identities and how to think about yourself in the three identities, which I will go into. I'm feeling a little solemn today. I found out my grandpa passed away and I'm at peace, but sad like any death. You know, it's kind of complicated and mixed emotions for sure. He was sick for a very long time. So in that way, it's peaceful. I'm glad that he's moved on and is feeling better. (laughs) Where he is now on the other side, I'm sad for the people that he left behind, my grandma, But I'm at peace and I had a matrix call today. I had a private client call today and I'm moving forward because that feels good to me. And it's actually a natural expression of one of the things that I'm going to talk about today, which is honoring my human, right? So as I've been honoring my human and just noticing whatever emotions come up as I've checked in with my family during this time and checking in on their human, and we're going to talk about what I mean by that. It's just important to remember like, Business is a small part of our life. Our loved ones, our connection to God, the people we spend time with, how we feel about ourselves, how we treat other people, those are the things that matter the most. And sometimes we are reminded of that in different ways. And this is one of those ways for me, for sure. So I'm very reflective today and and hopeful. I think that when we think about these life transitions, even death, my hope is that we use everything to live a better life. One of the words that I picked up in my personal journey of studying different philosophies and theologies and self-help and entrepreneurship and spirituality and all these things, I studied the Stoics for a little bit and they have this saying called memento mori and it says, remember you must die. And I think about my death a lot. And I know that sounds morbid, but I actually think it really helps me live better. I think part of our illusion in this life is to think it's forever. And part of our work is to remember that it's not. And this is kind of a serious introduction. So stay with me. (laughs) We're going to get into what this has to do with you in a second. But I think it's good for us all to consider that we are human, that we will die, because it helps you make different decisions. It also helps you realize none of this really matters. I love to live in the paradox of everything matters and nothing matters. Because in the end, people will forget you then nothing is permanent. You can't take any of this stuff with you. You can't take your business success with you. And so I really resonated with being like a game. It takes all the seriousness out of it. And so if you feel like your business is very serious or very pressing or very intense, just remember it doesn't have to be. So my grandpa, he was my step-grandpa. I think he married my grandma when I was about 12. So he's been in my life for a long time. And I've just been reflecting on my relationship with him, of course, and how he passed and all these things. And I just, it just was a good reminder to me that it all ends. And what matters is what we do with our one precious life. Like the quote says, 
what will you do with your one wild and precious life? And I think about that a lot. And part of what I believe makes life meaningful is service. And so it just felt good to realize I am living the way that I want to live. I don't want to have regrets in the future. So I love being all in on my business, but I also love being all in on my relationships and my growth and my relationship with God and my relationship with myself and my exercise and my body and just all the things. I just love feeling like I'm really here for it. In fact, I think that this kind of goes back to some of the things that I talked about a long time ago about being present, present to your life, that you can't let your vision of what could be dim what is. We want to have the vision, but we want to pull it into the present moment so that we can enjoy this moment because we don't know how many moments we have. And I know that this is, like I said, a serious way to start this podcast, but it's what's on my mind. And I do think contemplating your mortality is important. I think it makes things make sense. I think it helps important things become more important. And I think it helps other things that aren't important fall away. Like what people think of you. Doesn't matter. (laughs) What people say behind your back, what they believe about you. It doesn't really matter in the end. What matters is what you think about you and how you measure up based on what you think is important in your life. And so with that in consideration, I'm going to kind of transition now into talking about these three identities and how to care for each one in yourself, but also how to consider it for growth. So the three identities that I'm going to talk about is your human, your entrepreneur, and your coach. And I mean you as the human, you as the entrepreneur, and you as the coach, and your three different identities, right? So when we think about the human, this is why I love spirituality work, self-help, mindset, belief work, because the human is frail. The human is weak sometimes. The human forgets. The human believes the illusion that this is all real. The human gets caught up in ego and what other people think. And the human also experiences emotion and has depression and gets sick. And so part of our work is to take care of the human and to remind it what is really true. When I think of the human, I think of the mind, body, spirit. The things that happen in our personal life outside of our business, it matters. In fact, I coach on it a lot with my clients because most of my clients are coaches or at least are introduced to self-help and mindset work and growth and entrepreneurship. A lot of times they judge themselves for their human moments because they have the coach awareness. And so I want to really separate out your coach identity from your human identity. This is why I believe in getting coached, right? Because you have the human brain, you have the human mind, you have the human body. We have blind spots, no matter what level you're at, right? And so part of our work is to notice the human, to care for the human, to make efforts to support the human, right? When you're sick, we don't need to worry about your entrepreneur identity. We don't need to worry about the coach identity. We need to worry about the human and nurse the human back to health. And when we're struggling, it's so easy to use your own coach identity against your human identity. Does that make sense? And I think separating it out like this is helpful because it's like, oh, okay, I can put the coach hat down for a little bit. I need to take care of the human. I need to rest. I need to sleep. I need to take time off. I need to have fun. I need to do something other than business. If we let the entrepreneur identity and the entrepreneur is obsessed with business growth, business development, back-end stuff, making money, anything related to growing your business, right? The entrepreneur takes over. And this is what I want to offer is that all three of these can be in balance. I don't think they need to be equal, but I do think they need to be balanced. If you never take care of your human and your entrepreneur is always in charge, you might burn out. 
because you might not take care of your human because you're going to prioritize your business success over everything else. That's what the entrepreneur does, right? A good entrepreneur prioritizes the business. This is what's interesting. I'll coach clients about their entrepreneur self too, where it's like making money, making offers, growing their business, their money mindset, hiring people, feeling good about their messaging, copywriting, all of it, all the entrepreneur stuff. I coach on it. And what's interesting is I think the entrepreneur identity works really well when the human is taken care of. It's not like they're separate. You don't build your coach identity in a vacuum. You don't build your entrepreneur identity in a vacuum. You also don't deal with the human in a vacuum. They're all related. And so I think that what I'm trying to describe is more complex than like your human identity does this, your entrepreneur identity does this, and your coach identity does this other thing. It's way more complex because I think you can jump in and out of each of the identities and any given day. What I think burns us out and makes us exhausted is when one is running the show for the long run. And I've had periods of this where I would even consider my human self is like my motherhood, me being a wife, me being someone at church, someone that calls their mom, me being a daughter, me being a neighbor, all the other stuff. Because I'm speaking mostly to entrepreneurs and coaches, I think that this is interesting to consider that sometimes we think that they're separate or not interrelated. I think they're very interrelated. And so if one is running the show, I've seen this the other way too. I've seen clients, especially in the matrix, where in some of my group programs, their human is running the show. Their own fear is running the show. Their fear of other people's judgment, their judgment of themselves, their fear of being left behind, their fear of other people not getting it. Their human is running the show so the entrepreneur can't shine so their business doesn't grow. And so sometimes the human, the entrepreneur identities are at war because it's like the entrepreneur wants to build their business. The entrepreneur part of us wants to be out there marketing, growing, creating content, serving, building relationships, making money. And then the human part of us is like the scared little girl in the corner who's like, I don't want anyone to see me. And the entrepreneur's like, we need to be seen. And the human's like, wait, this is really scary. And so I think if one runs the show, things are out of balance. And for me, when I coach, it's really understanding where are we trying to go? So one of the terms that really resonates with my people is holistic success, especially my one-on-one clients. We coach on so many different things. It's not just your offer and money. It's the husband, it's connection to God, it's living in alignment, it's nervous system, it's growth, it's quantum work, it's belief system rehab, <laughs> it's money mindset, it's dreams, it's so many different things that I don't think I can just coach the entrepreneur. And this is where I really developed how I coach is really addressing all three parts of my client, the coach self, the entrepreneur self, and the human self. Sometimes my clients will judge themselves for having a human moment. Maybe they're afraid. Maybe they're struggling in their marriage or whatever. And I think it's easy for them to judge because they have a coach brain. They judge their humanity. And then that messes the whole system up. Instead of saying, hey, I need support with my human self. Let me set my support for my human self. And my entrepreneur self will take care of business. My coach self will take care of my clients. And I will take care of me. And so I never just coach one facet of my client because I think it's all interrelated. If I have a bad mom day, it's going to be hard to create content from a place of integrity for me. It really is. If I have not been able to connect with my husband, if we've been so busy that we haven't had a date night or I haven't spent quality time with him, it's going to bother me so that I can't be fully present in my business. And so this isn't about equal time in each. That's something that I think is a myth. 
I don't spend equal time as my human self, equal time as my entrepreneur self, and equal time as my coach self. I think there's seasons. I'm in a season where I'm often the coach. I'm very busy with my clients in Voxer and with my sessions, which is beautiful. And so one of the things that I've been trying to prioritize again is my entrepreneur self of business building, of not just taking care of my clients, but taking care of my business. There's been seasons where I had mono. And I remember this is where I first started playing with this idea of the different identities. My human was sick. I was exhausted and I didn't slow down enough to take care of my human. So my body was like, okay, we're done. We're going to get your attention. And what I realized is I was always prioritizing my entrepreneur self and my coach self. So I was always coaching and business building or thinking about business and obsessing about what could be and creating content and getting so excited about what was happening, which is great if I had also brought the human part with me. And this is where I really started getting into my own spiritual practice so that I could take care of the human part of me and the human meaning my mind, my body, and my spirit, my relationships, my personal life, all the things related to not business. And I think that was a really important step for me to create sustainable growth over a long period of time. And the seeds that I planted then, I still feel like I'm benefiting from that work when I feel stressed, when something starts going wrong, I go to the inner work. I do not go to strategy. When something's not working, when I'm not making the money I want to make, I go to the inner work. And my clients get this too. A lot of the world will say, work harder. And I don't necessarily resonate with that. It's like, I need to correct something in my mind. There's a beautiful book called A Return to Love by Marianne Williamson. And she talks about principles from The Course in Miracles. One of the things that it talks about is how everything is a perception problem, right? If we have a problem, it's a problem in our mind. When I have a problem in business, if I have a client that's difficult, if I have a challenge on sales quotas or whatever, I know it's a problem in my mind. If I'm feeling frustrated, if I'm feeling stuck, if I'm feeling overwhelmed, it's a perception problem. And so in this order, the human, the entrepreneur, and the coach, I always go to my human mind, body, spirit self first, and I do the inner work. The entrepreneur works way better when I'm in alignment, when I'm talking to God regularly, when I'm taking a slow morning and really connecting, when I'm exercising, when I'm eating healthy, when I'm spending time with my loved ones, when I have my priorities in alignment, the entrepreneur self knows how to work. That's not a problem for me. I could work all day. I love it. But one of the things that I know is that it works better when I'm inspired, when I'm in alignment. And I really love just the word inspired. It means to be in spirit. And when I think of the masculine action, which I think it's really important to study that, to study how to work hard, how to grind. I think that that's actually a really important piece of entrepreneurship. It's not the only piece that matters. And so for me, I'm always trying to combine the grind and the alignment piece, right? Surrender with the get it done. I think that it sounds weird because it seems like they're in opposition, but I think there's actually a beautiful blend. That's like the holistic success that we were talking about, where it's like, I know how to create a sales page. I know how to create marketing. I know how to build content and make invitations and run consults and all the more masculine type things that I think are required to build a business. But I also know how to let go. I also know how to trust my intuition or trust the spirit. I also know how to listen for things that I can't access myself. I know when I'm out of alignment and how to get back into alignment. I know how to trust God in the universe to provide for me. And so I think those types of things are very important 
to shift because it's not just you, right? The entrepreneur takes radical responsibility for business success. The human knows, the spirit knows, there's way more at work than just my effort alone. And so I think it's combining like the effort that I offer my business and that other people have been prepared to work with me. Other people are looking for me. I'm playing around with this idea of the lighthouse and I've shared it with some of my private clients that coaches are just to be the lighthouse. And I think that there'll be a full-blown episode about it in the future because I really love this metaphor. But the idea is that yes, work is required, but like also our clients are doing work too to find us. They're researching, they're looking for a solution. They're being prepared for our work together. So it's not just me. And I went through a period of my life where I was really studying things like radical responsibility and total ownership. And I still believe that. And this is the paradox. I think the more you do the inner work, the more you realize that we live in paradoxes all the time. It's not just one way of being that makes the difference. It's multiple ways of being. And I feel like the human, the entrepreneur, the coach selves explains that. I haven't talked about the coach self yet, and I do want to go there. The coach self is the person that takes care of the clients. My coach identity, when I have my coach hat, I'm problem solving for my clients. I'm thinking about their problems and how to support them. I'm thinking about their mindset drama, their relationship drama, their money drama, their spiritual drama, and how I can support them in living in alignment and creating what they want. The entrepreneur identity, it's similar, except that I'm thinking about me and my business. And they're separate because I think you can get this out of balance too. I know coaches that spend so much time thinking about other people that they don't take care of their own business. And I also know coaches, they're not really in my circle, but I've seen them online and I don't necessarily agree with how they run their business. They're obsessed with their own marketing and their own money and they're not great coaches. That's actually something that I said on the Matrix call today. I was like, I want you to be great coaches and great marketers, not just great marketers. We really want to blend both. And I think when you get the trifecta, this trifecta, the human, the entrepreneur, and the coach, where your skills as a coach are growing. I'm always trying to be a better coach for my clients. I'm always checking myself. I'm always getting coached. I'm always looking for ways that I can improve my client experience. I'm looking for ways I can more powerfully serve them. That's something that really matters to me. I want to hone my craft. I'm also always working on myself as an entrepreneur. My business skills, my execution and implementation, my copywriting, my messaging, the way that I deliver my services to my clients, how many people I have, right? My money, all of that is something that my entrepreneur self is very identified with and supports. And then the foundation of all of that is the human, my spiritual alignment, my energy and vitality and health, my relationship with my kids and my husband and my mom and my dad and my sisters. All of the things that matter to me outside of business is my biggest foundation. It doesn't mean that I spend more time calling my mom or my sisters or that I spend all this time working out. I don't think it has to do with time at all, but I think it's the foundational non-negotiables that make sustainable success possible. So I want you to imagine like a triangle and at the bottom of the triangle is like my human self. So it's things like praying, journaling, learning, taking care of myself, going on walks, working out, spending time with my loved ones, those are the things that I care for in my human before I prioritize the next level, which is the entrepreneur. Why I put the entrepreneur above the coach identity. I think that it's important to prioritize being the entrepreneur because you are responsible for your business success. The health of your business is reliant on you as the entrepreneur. 
And the entrepreneur identity is reliant on the human self being taken care of. One of the things that I really believe in is that we have to need nothing from our business. The human self is how we do that. Our mind, our spirit, our body, and our relationships, when we take care of all of that kind of stuff, it's so easy to pour into our business instead of hoping our business will fix our internal problems. And this is not a judgment. This is an observation. What I see from a lot of struggling coaches is that they need something from their business instead of having something to offer their business. And this can look different ways. Maybe they want validation from their business. They want people to like them. I've totally been there. Instead of looking for ways I can serve, I look for ways that I can have friends. Like I said, this is not a judgment. This is totally an observation. I've been there. But the entrepreneur self can't need anything. The coach self can't need anything because businesses have a hard time delivering what we need. This is why abundance, prosperity, peace of mind is an internal game. This starts with the human part. This starts on a spiritual level where we have to have it internally before we can create it externally. Because business doesn't work when you're constantly needing something from it. It doesn't grow. Think about a plant. If you're like, okay, I planted this strawberry plant and now where are my strawberries? And you keep digging it up, looking for what you can take from it, it's not going to give you strawberries. Versus if you have an internal experience of love and joy and peace and hope, you're going to spend time nurturing that strawberry plant. And one day it will give you strawberries, <laughs> to use this funny example, but until then you have to give it something. Most people, in my observation, a lot of newer coaches and newer entrepreneurs don't give enough to their business. They're trying to take too soon. And I don't know if I've said this in a while. I've said it before, I know, in previous podcast episodes, if you scroll back. But in the first few years of my business, I reinvested a lot of money back into my own growth. And I don't regret it at all because I had the vision of what could be. So it's like if I made $20,000, I put $20,000 back into my own coaching back into my own business development, back into books and courses and website building and training. I knew I was building something way bigger than that. And so that was part of the work is to know you have to put value in. We have to pour into our business before we can pull out of our business. And I think most people get that backwards. They want the business to start paying things off or like giving a return very quickly. Not that it can't. You have to understand give and take. One of the spiritual success laws that Deepak Chopra talks about in his book, The Spiritual Laws of Success, is like the giving and the receiving. And I talked about that a few episodes back in the Universal Laws episode. It's like, if you don't know how to give, it's going to be hard to receive and vice versa. If you don't know how to receive, the giving gets thrown off too. It is give and take constantly. That is life. But I think in the order of things for business, it's really important that you spend more time giving in the beginning than taking. This looks like maybe not taking home money in the beginning. Now, I will say there's this phase of business and some of my private clients are in this phase where they never unlearn that. There is a phase of business where you do start paying yourself and taking home money. And that's a good thing to know too. I don't want you to just listen to this blindly. It really matters what phase of business you're in and obviously work with an accountant and work with a CPA and all of that. I have a lovely lady, her name is Caitlin, who helps me with all of those kinds of things. And it's been really helpful for me to know where I'm at in business. And I don't regret at all investing so heavily in myself in the beginning because that was part of me nurturing the plant, the money tree of my business. And so I think balancing 
the human in you is always going to have, quote, needs, the ego at least. I think part of our work is to submit our needs and surrender our needs so that we can be prosperous and joyful and loving no matter what, regardless of what's happening circumstantially. I think that's the spiritual work. I think that's the work of Eckhart Tolle, of Byron Katie. I'm trying to think of other people. A Course in Miracles teaches this. It's like we feel whole in ourself. When we don't need anything, we're a bright light for other people. And we have to do the work to need nothing. <laughs> so one of the things I like to think through is like, what do I need to need nothing? Sometimes that looks like going on a walk. Sometimes it looks like taking days off. In the beginning of my business, it looked like having a different job, right? Because if I needed nothing for my business, I needed to be making money from other sources. And so I worked other places so that I come and give to my business before I took. And I'm very grateful for that phase of my life. I would not want to go back, but I'm really grateful that I did that because I would do things like wake up at 3 a.m. before my daughter would wake up, who was a baby, and I would work for three hours and then my baby would wake up and I would start my day as a mom. And then at night I would coach. I was burning the candle on both ends. I do not recommend doing that long term, but it was a season of my life, a season of my business that felt like an investment in the future. When I think of the entrepreneur self, the entrepreneur thinks about investments. Every course, every mentor, every coach, every book that I've ever read has an investment in a better future. And it's me planting seeds so that one day this fruit tree will bear fruit. And I think some people are really intimidated by that. And I did want to say something about that because I had this realization and I hope that this is helpful for you. I remember being just kind of new and I was reading books by Russell Brunson and Grant Cardone and Tony Robbins and Brendan Burchard. Everyone that's ever had massive success invested very heavily in themselves. They bet on them. Not just a little, a lot. And when I realized that, it was a character trait. They bet on themselves big time, not just one time, not just one coach, not just one course. Over and over and over again, it became an identity shift. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, I get it. That's me. If I'm the entrepreneur, I'm betting on me. So I invested in my first like high ticket coach and then I bought a program and then I bought a mastermind and then I bought like a group coaching program and then I've always bought books. I read about two books a week. Because I'm becoming the person, as an entrepreneur, I'm becoming the person who can create the dream. And so the more I invest in my learning, the more I invest in my skill set, the more I invest in my mind, the more valuable I become as a coach and as a business owner. And so for me, it wasn't a matter of like, which investment is right? It's like, I want to invest in things that light me up, that inspire me, that make sense. I want to invest in mentors that I resonate with and I want to move forward because the faster I can learn and implement, the faster I'll grow and get the results that I want. I always saw that very clearly. On the flip side, sometimes I see coaches who are very afraid of investing in themselves and I get that. It can be very intimidating. But if you have the dream of being this entrepreneur, you have to do the activities and embody the ways of being that they have, which sometimes means investing in yourself in scary ways. I remember the first course I bought, it was KBB. For some of you, you've never heard of this, but it was one of the biggest launches in internet history. And it was with Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi. They had this course called the Knowledge Broker Business or something like that, KBB. And it was about building masterminds. And I remember I was really stressed. So we dropped out of our master's programs. I've kind of talked about that story a little bit. Our student loans became due. I had two babies. 
we weren't doing great financially and it was like a $2,000 course and I just knew I had to do it. The only thing is, is I knew I had to put on a credit card and I felt very conflicted about that. I remember just sitting at the kitchen table like, ugh, I think I need to do this. And my husband was like, are you sure? And I was like, ugh, I think I need to do this. And I was really scared. And so I just want to speak to that because it is scary. It's uncomfortable. But the thing is, is if you never break out of your comfort zone, you will always recreate what you've always created. Because you can't create something different if you're doing the same types of activities and actions. And especially if you're thinking at the same level of thought you've always thought. This is why I really challenge my own mind. And this is why I think I'm a powerful coach is because I'm just really willing to challenge my thinking on basically everything. (laughs) There's that classic coach question, which is like, would you rather be right or would you rather be rich? And I always chose I would rather be rich. I don't want to be right because right got me here. I want new thoughts. I want new beliefs. I want new ways of thinking and new ways of being so that I can create the results that I want. And until I'm creating what I want, that's when I will stop challenging my thoughts, which I don't know. I might always be wanting something new from a place like Ed Milet says, which is blissful dissatisfaction, not because I'm not good enough, not because it's bad here, just because I love the growth and I love the creative game. And so what I love about this idea of blissful dissatisfaction is it applies to all three of these selves, right? My human self, my entrepreneur self, and my coach self requires my looking <laughs> and my growth and my investment. And I invest in all three. I invest in my ability to coach. I invest in my ability to be an entrepreneur. And I invest in the human. And I just want to make a case for one-on-one coaching. One-on-one coaching has done more for my selves, my three selves, than anything else. And this is why I love offering one-on-one coaching too, because I do all three, even sometimes in a single session. Like we'll talk about their relationship with God or their husband or their son. And then we're talking about their offer or their money or like their content. And then then we're talking about like where their client's getting stuck or what they want to help their client overcome or whatever in a single session. And that's why I love one-on-one coaching. Shameless plug. If you're looking for a one-on-one coach, I'm taking one-on-one clients pretty soon. I'm excited. You can head to my website to read more about one-on-one coaching with me. Anyway, I love it. And I think that part of the, the process is finding ways to grow that don't make you question where you are. I really want to speak to this because I think it can be easy to get caught up when we start investing and learning. It can be easy to think, well, they know more, they know better. And so I think the foundation of all of this growth is that you are worthy, you are whole, you have good ideas, you can trust yourself. One of the things that I've always been grateful for is I'm a a little bit skeptical of people in our industry. And that sounds funny because I'm a huge advocate for our industry, but I think the skepticism makes me eyes wide open. I also think it allows me to build with integrity because I'm not trying to scam people into paying me money. I really want to do them a service and elevate our industry by demonstrating integrity, if that makes sense. And so part of my success has come from not just blindly following anything that anyone says. It's looking for true principles. And so I'm going to encourage you, if that resonates with you, go back and listen to my episode called Look for True Principles, because there's true principles of marketing. There's true principles of coding. There's true principles of growth and happiness and making money but you can apply them in lots of different ways. And that is where we can be free as entrepreneurs and free as humans, because it's not like you have to obey. This isn't about obeying your mentor 
or copying what works or submitting what you want doesn't matter. I don't believe that. And I think what's cool is, is you can learn from so many different people and integrate the true principles in your own way so that you build a business that feels aligned to you, that feels good and that works. And that's unique because it's coming from your own imagination. And so I think when you combine these things, you become powerful, you become magnetic. People find you because the way that you implement and execute and integrate is very unique compared to everyone else. The problem is, at least that I see, is that people copycat. And so all of a sudden we get this kind of robotic feel where it's like everyone looks the same. You're seeing content that reads the same. You're seeing tools and step-by-step frameworks that all feel the same because it is because people aren't willing to integrate and apply the true principles in their own way. This requires thinking. So one of the things that I do that seems very weird is that I sit and think a lot. I read a lot of books, but I also sit and think about things so that I want to say it the way that I want to say it, not the way that my coach told it to me, not the way that I read it in a book, but the way that I would truly say it. And so that is my hope. And this is why I like emptying my mind with a podcast, because it allows me to kind of curate my thoughts here. So thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. So to summarize the things that we talked about is your human, your entrepreneur and your coach self all work together. I don't think it's like spend 12 hours a week as a coach, spend 15 hours a week as an entrepreneur, and the rest of the time take care of your human. I don't think it is brittle like that or rigid. I think you have to come to know yourself. I spend a lot of time right now in coach mode and a lot of time in entrepreneur mode. But I think the switches I'd like to make is less time in coach mode, more time in entrepreneur mode, and lots of time in human mode right? Where I'm taking care of myself and I'm walking and I'm reading and I'm traveling and I'm living my life, teaching my daughters, you know, having fun with my family and knowing that my entrepreneur is going to take care of my business. It's going to be boss mode. It's going to be making money. My coach is going to be taking care of my clients powerfully because that gives me a lot of meaning. I love it. And honestly, there's nothing like watching a client like go through hell with you and you're in their corner. Wow. It's making me emotional. And they fly. They were in the depths. They did the work and they created something new. It's like addicting. <laughs> I love seeing the growth in my private clients so much where it's like they're going through something really hard and they rise to the challenge and I coach them really hard and they want me to and they persevere and they become someone that's unshakable. I love this work. And so for me, the coach self really matters. It's why I have a coaching business. It's why I believe the business of one-on-one coaching isn't dead because who else does that with us who are in the trenches fighting for our vision, showing us our blind spots? It's like one-on-one coaches do that. And so I think if you do one-on-one coaching, it's a very special gift we give our clients. It's one of the things that lights me up a ton about my business. But when I think of balance, I don't really think of balance. I think of harmony and I think of understanding the season that you're in. If you're not making money, but you want to be, your entrepreneur needs to be kicked into high gear. You need to become the boss. You need to be learning how to make money, how to make offers, how to grow, how to sign clients. If you feel like your clients leave you or aren't getting results, maybe it's time to take your coach self up a notch and learn to hone your skills. This is the other thing I'll offer. If you want to work with higher level clients, become a better coach. That has served me more, and I think that's why my one-on-one clients are so incredible now is because I've done the work to become the kind of coach that can hold them and serve them. 
And then the work of the human is never ending, right? Because life evolves and ebbs and flows and there's seasons of growth, seasons of grief, seasons of joy, seasons of heartache, seasons of hope, seasons of challenge. And the human, like I said at the beginning, is like that's the foundation of the entrepreneur and the coach. And so we always have to be taking care of our human, our desires, our wishes, our challenges, our mindset flops, the things that we want, the things that we suck at, the things that we are worried about, our alignment, our joy, those kinds of things are at the human level. And I think when all three work in harmony, not balance, right? We're not doing two hours of each a day. <laughs> like that's not what we're talking about. I think it's having the discernment to know what is required in the sin. What do I want to create? There was a time in my business that the entrepreneur was on fire and the fire never went away. I just think I don't need it as necessary. That word that came through me was just so funny because like boss babe, I was hustling and that served me to a point. I think the integration of all three is where my greatest joy has come from, where I love my life outside of my business. I love working in my business. I love working on my business. I love the direction that I'm trending. And I will tell you, when you love progress. When you love what you do for a living every day and you love the direction that your business is going, very few things can rival fulfillment, peace, and joy you feel on a day-to-day -day basis. And that's what I wish for all of you. Yes, I wish you money. Yes, I wish you all the abundance and prosperity, but truly peace of mind, fulfillment, meaning, joy, you can't buy those things. And so I feel like it's a win-win when you learn how to cultivate the joy and the peace and the prosperity inside, then you create the abundance outside as well. I think that is the one-two punch combo that everyone wants, but very few people know actually how to get. And so my hope is that this podcast is one solution for creating all of it. I hope this framework of the selves, the three identities, the trifecta of identities serves you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. I will see you in another podcast episode. Bye. Hey, I hope you loved and resonated with today's episode. If you did, I know you'd love to be a member of my community in The Matrix. It's where we combine business savvy with the inner work, where I help you build your business in a way that actually feels aligned to you and allows you to create the impact, money, and success you want. Find out more and join at itsambersmith.com forward slash matrix. I'll see you inside.